One of the things I really enjoy about doing podcasts for particular groups of women, um, Muslim women, is that sometimes they often feel forgotten. They feel left out. Like, hey, everyone else is enjoying Ramadan. Everyone else is connecting with Allah. What about me? And who am I talking about? I'm talking about our mothers-to-be and our sisters who just had babies in the past year or two, and maybe they're still breastfeeding. So whether you are pregnant or breastfeeding, it can be hard to, for you. You can feel like, I can't fast. I can't do certain things. How can I still connect with a lot I feel left out? Now, if you're not pregnant or breastfeeding, hold up. Don't click off this podcast yet. This is an opportunity for you to do an incredibly good deed. You might know a cousin, a sister, a friend, or just a group of women in a WhatsApp group or whatever that could really use this information. Take the link, share it with them. Any good that comes out of it, obviously you did khaya for your sister. You did good for your sister for the sake of Allah. And at the same time, every single good deed that any of those sisters, all of those sisters in Ramadan, you will take reward. How great is that? You didn't even do those things. And yet Allah is so merciful to all of us. So look out for each other. Community is key. Look out for your sister in Islam. All right, so let's get into it, guys. Let's find out what we can do to stay connected and care for ourselves while pregnant or breastfeeding in Ramadan. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I am your host, Mindful Muslim Speaks, coming to you twice a week on Mondays and Fridays. So set your calendars and usually around nine something in the morning, um, Eastern Standard Time is when we release our podcast. And in Ramadan, we are going to do it three times. We do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday to keep you motivated, blah, blah, blah. motivated all week. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Okay. So what I want you to do today is to imagine you having a Ramadan where you can connect with Allah and feel super supported and super motivated. Like the procrastination didn't happen to you, the, the negative lonely feelings, the depressive feelings didn't happen to you. You actually had your best Ramadan yet. Well, guess what? I don't want you to just imagine. I want you to know that it's completely possible. And the reason I know is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised it so. But a lot of times our emotion gets in the way. A lot of times our life and our activities of life get in the way. That's why right now, guys, by the way, in the Instagram, I am putting every day, follow us on Instagram, like what I'm doing right now to prep for Ramadan. I show you in my house. I show you what I'm doing. Definitely, definitely get on Instagram, click follow, and definitely follow us because we're also having some amazing challenges. I'll talk about them in a second. But going back to imagining this amazing Ramadan, you can have it. It's totally possible. So one thing that I do is for those of you who are new or you've been with us forever is we support women. We know after I'm doing this 20 years, I'm a licensed educator. I'm not just like a podcaster, right? This is like real life stuff I've done forever and professionally, right? And so what we do is we know how to support women. So there are a couple things that I want you just to be aware of if you feel like you really need support and motivation. If every year it's just like wah, wah. Okay, number one is we have an entire Ramadan program. You do not have to celebrate Ramadan alone. We always have every year a Ramadan recharge program. It will be opening April 4th. Mark your calendars. Now, why April 4th? Well, the sign-ups start April 4th, but we actually open the doors like to the class right before the program, right before Ramadan, the day before, so that you can get everything. Actually, maybe even a day or two, you can get all your little workbooks, you can get all your stuff, but you get signed up and you spend Ramadan with us. 
yes, you are not alone. And so I'll remind you every once in a while on the podcast in case I know life's busy. No, you can get in. We have a free class if you're not into like doing the whole program, but we have a free class where you can um, get your like tips on how to the best Ramadan ever. And for those of you who are like, no, I want to do it. And in this year, we're really excited because part of the program will be um, us donating money to Sudan. And we're always going to pick now every year a different group that we're going to work with. And this year we're working with um, Sudanese orphans and mothers who need houses rebuilt. Um, Literally, they're living in shacks. So we're going to be working on this. And when when you participate, you'll be participating in giving money to those families who are so worthy that really, really deserve it. So we're really excited about that. The other form of support that we have all year, not just in Ramadan, all year year i mentor women inside of our thrive muslima mentorship and so it's a private global community and so um we only open the doors once sometimes twice a year we're opening the right them before them right before ramadan so that's a monthly thing where all year you will get support you do not have to be the lonely muslim in your community the revert who doesn't know how to do anything and she's all alone doing it by herself oh no sis we're there for you we have tons of people in there born muslims reverts this is your place to have your sisterhood for life. And I come on and I do weekly lives. We do Quran sessions. We have a free Quran teacher in there. We have like a whole bunch of stuff. We have mentorship program one-on-one. We have live sessions, like I said, weekly on workshops. We bring Muslim professionals in there. And we just honestly have a community of women just like you who want to make their lives better. And so those are the two main things. I just wanted you guys to know that I know a lot of you have been asking me, please, please tell me about what you have and what you do. And then we also have obviously free classes and courses, but you know, those are outside of Ramadan. I just want to focus on Ramadan today. So those will be opening April 4th. Um, Right now you could still get on the list for Thrive Now. All these things are in the show notes, how to get in, how to sign up. If you're like, wait, how, how do I do that? It's in the show notes. If the show notes scares you, you're like, what is that? The show notes? That's like the little notes for every podcast. There is one. If that's hard for you, DM me on Instagram. All right. So, oh, by the way, last thing, we have an awesome challenge that's coming up on Instagram and in our private um, Facebook group, Mindful Muslim Sisters. I'm going to be doing lives on Instagram every single week from now on. I'm going to be doing twice a week. I'm going to be doing lives in my Facebook group twice a week. So if you're a Facebook girl or an Instagram girl, you get on in there and every day you're going to get to ask me and talk to me live questions and whatever all you want. And Shalabizantala, I have picked all the topics you guys have asked about. And lastly, we're going to do challenges, like I said, in both of those places. And we're giving away stuff from Ab, Artizara, um, what else? We have like Crescent Moon Bookstore. We got so many people who are working with us. Shukr, we have that are going to give away tons of free stuff. Get on in there. Get your free stuff. All right. All right. So motivation. Like I said, if you're not pregnant or breastfeeding, share this episode with a sister or a WhatsApp group that you're in or a Facebook group that you're in that could really use it. Um, get a pen and paper ready. We're going to talk about all the ways we can approach Ramadan with this. And so what I want women to understand is that just because you're pregnant or breastfeeding, it doesn't mean you can't stay spiritually connected. Now for myself, years after years, um, I'm just going to be honest. I totally fast 100% all through Ramadan while being eight and nine months pregnant. And some people say, oh, you know, that's dangerous. No, Islamically, it's 100% allowed. In fact, you should talk to your doctor and see if it works for you. But I do I do amazing things to make this happen. And I'll just, I'm not pushing for that in this podcast. I just wanted to say for the women who did want to try it out. And what I did was, since I was really pregnant, um, I would I would fast 
in the, in the ninth month, I think I did this. In the eighth, I think I did almost the whole thing. Um, I would just, every fourth day, I would not fast. So like I would go three, four days and then stop. And the reason I did it for a lot of days, don't do one day on, one day off, one day, it's too hard because mentally your body's all screwed up. You're like, wait, am I fasting, not fasting? And then you lose motivation after the first couple of days. So I wouldn't even advise that. So what I would say is get in your fasting mode for a couple of days if you intend to fast. And then on the fourth day or something, take a break. So you can get all that double, triple hydration and everything, and then you go again. So you give yourself a little friendly break. And you know what? It You still get that Ramadan feeling. You know, it's so good. So I suggest if you can, what I do in the morning, I have an ebook. You guys should know this. I've talked about it in the last podcast and the one before. We have three ebooks out right now, one for the Ramadan toolkit, one for the food prep, and one for um, how do I say it? Oh, for the how to make your how to make a Muslim home. It is very, very Islamically detailed. Um, for the food prep one, I talk about smoothies. There's smoothie recipes in there. If you're pregnant or breastfeeding, those are your go-to smoothies. I have them in the morning. They will give you a power pack, super food. Like I'm telling you, the people don't realize is the only thing that's hard for women mostly in pregnancy is the hydration piece. The hunger, yes, it does happen. But if you really think about it, as long as you have the, the, the support, right? I'm I talk about it and I'm making a YouTube video as we speak about these things, a, a couple things. I'm making one on spices and making one on marinades and making one on house prep, making one on, you know, I have a couple other ones up there already. And I already did one on smoothies. Go watch the one on smoothies on YouTube. I think just look up mindful Muslim, probably smoothies Ramadan or something. And you will find that I have three smoothie recipes in my ebook. They're there. So you could download the ebook and you'll get the ebook. The point is, um, the smoothies give you enough power packed energy and then you drink a lot of water or you have nice watermelon in the morning and have like a little Turkish breakfast. You could have some proteins, like some egg or whatever. And then you just technically are not eating lunch and then you are eating dinner. I mean, if you think about it that way, it's just like you're basically just skipping one meal. You're not fast. Don't think of fasting the whole day as, as starving yourself the whole day. No, you're eating a really nutritious power packed breakfast with the smoothies, getting all those vitamins in there that you need, the hydration, da, 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 and anything else. Take your prenatals then, whatever you have to do. And then you're going to just basically not have lunch, have dinner. And then, you know, most people eat a lot at night anyway. So then you can eat extra after dinner if you really need to. And you'll have the same amount of calorie intake that you would have had you not, you know, had to deal with fasting. And a lot of people don't think of it that way. So I want you to just shift your thinking that if you do intend to fast, you're just moving your calories around. You're just delaying your calories a couple hours. Now, the hydration is usually the hardest piece for women. Drink a lot in the morning. Now, I know that's hard because you're going to drink. And then I hate to say it on a podcast, you're going to pee it out. All right. But I had to say it. All right. But at the same time, it's it's like I usually keep myself in very cool areas. I have the AC going. I tell my husband, look, the bill's going to be high this month. I'm fasting while I'm pregnant. So I usually do that. Or I have one room in my house. If you can't like, you know, put the AC in the whole house, it's usually my bedroom and I'll cook or do whatever, like very light. I have a whole bunch of prep stuff, you know, and then I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second, how that can help you. But then you go into the bedroom and take yourself a little ice cold break in the in the air conditioning. Like that's what I do. And then I come back out and, you know, I take it easy on myself. Just take it easy. So I just wanted to throw that out there for the women who wanted to fast.
And if you don't want to fast and you still want to stay connected, to love, I'm going to tell you some tips now too. But I wanted to talk about that because, and don't mind, you're going to hear rustling of paper because I have my notes in front of me. I'm always prepared. Um, but I do want to say, first of all, check with your physician. It's really important, um, you know, to go to your physician and talk about what's going to work for you. And um, as women, I think we're always looking for like the best medical advice, like the Sunnah, the Quran, what can I do in Ramadan? Go to your physician. Now, here's the trick. Here's the, the tricky piece. Your physician is not Muslim, maybe, right? That could be a possibility. If they're Muslim, then they'll get it, right? But if they're not Muslim, they're going to tell you, no, why would you do that? Okay, don't, I don't want to say don't listen to them. But I had non-Muslim physicians as females, and I didn't listen to them, okay? For when it came to their fear of what is that, why would you do that? But then I would say to them, am I completely healthy? They would say, yes. I would let them do all the checks, the physical checks. So that stuff I would listen to 100%. If they said, no, we're concerned about this fluid here. We don't, you know, we, we're like, we need to monitor it. Then I would not fast. You know, the, when they did their physical check of me, if they told me I was fine, I was hydrating fine, the baby was fine, the heartbeat was fine, the ambiotic fluids were fine, everything was fine, everything was in place, looks like a healthy pregnancy, then I went ahead and I did it. And mind you, you can go for a check middle of the what month, but the, and if you feel nervous or anything, but the point is, this is the sunnah of the prophet, peace be upon him. He didn't, he didn't tell people fasting is not allowed. If it was dangerous for everyone, everyone, it would not have been allowed in Islam. So it is allowed for those of whom it will be easy. Okay. So just want to say, check with your physician. But if they're a non-Muslim, most of the time they're just like, no, why would you do that? Okay. Because they don't know anything about our religion. And you just have to keep that in the back of your mind. Right. And if you want to take a second opinion, take a second opinion. But I want to throw that out there. Physicians are our friends. Definitely go check them out. Um, so things can be really, really, you know, exhausting when you're pregnant. So I want you to think about right now, you're going to be super, super, um, super, super kind to yourself. You're going to be easy. You're not going to push yourself. This is not the year to do the craziest Ramadan cooking you've ever done. Like I wouldn't do it. I would just let the family know. If you're able to guys, I would really suggest, and I'm going to say this, I don't usually suggest this, like, even though I think it's a great idea, communal cooking is really lovely. If you have um, a way where you can exchange something like, hey, if you can say to other family members, it's going to be hard for me this year. I want to try to fast, but I am, you know, pregnant and, um, you know, whatever, you know, would you be able to do some meals for me? And then I'll do some meals for you outside of Ramadan, like maybe after I have the baby or something, or, or if you have a daughter or an auntie or something, like, don't be afraid to ask for help is what I'm trying to say. Think about the relationships with people that you have that you love, that understand you and care for you and want the best for you, and ask for some help. Even if it's with watching the other children that you have or coming and cleaning the house. Maybe you want to hire a cleaning lady just for the month of Ramadan because it's too much for you. I'm being serious. I don't do those things for myself because I'm not pregnant right now, but I don't know. Maybe if I was pregnant again, I might consider having somebody come in and do some deep cleaning because as I'm getting older, you know, it might be hard. And so, like, I need you to not feel ashamed to ask for help. And so that's what I want to say in this time. And, you know, you're my sister in Islam. And I'm telling you that after I have uh, my, my youngest is five, my oldest is 20 something, 22, I have a 23 and a stepchild that's a 23 year old. I know now that, you know, as women, we have to ask for help. So don't be shy. Number one tip. Okay. So my first tip was like about kind of 
fasting. It wasn't an official tip, but I just wanted to say like, if you choose to fast, here's some things to think about. Here's some things to ask. Okay. Now I'm going to move into some like, so if you are not fasting more so, like what can you do to, to shift yourself into a bad debt? Now, the last thing I want to say before I give you these is I have in that Ramadan program that I told you the monthly program where I'm supporting women all month, I have an entire other additional ebook in that one, when you join the program, you get it for pregnant and breastfeeding women with another 10 tips uh, of more stuff. And then I give you our free breastfeeding by the Sunnah ebook as well. I mean, you also get ebooks on motivation. You also get ebooks on losing weight. You also get ebooks on being healthy in Ramadan. You get ebooks on a ton of other stuff too. Menstruating, I mean, menstruating is not your problem right now, but I mean, maybe if you're bleeding right after you had a baby, and I have to say these things, right? We have ebooks in these things too. But the point is, when you join the program, we give you like the toolkit. You get it all. So um, if you want additional information than just this podcast, that is the other place where you can get it as well. And like I said, that program will open April 4th, and I'll put the, the information below to sign up or DM me if that's hard for you. Um, okay. So the number one thing I want to say to women is we have to change our perspective. Everything is multiplied in Ramadan. Everything is multiplied. So my tip number one is change your perspective and renew your intention that even the smallest daily tasks that you're doing as a pregnant or breastfeeding woman is counted. And it's not even just counted in Ramadan. It is multiplied. So that's why it's really important every single time to renew your intention. And these are all deeds you're going to get. So I want us to shift our perspective that I am not um, my cup isn't half empty because I'm pregnant and breastfeeding. I'm not like, oh, I'm held back. Everybody's going to have an amazing Ramadan, but not me. No, you have an incredible baraka. You're in an absolutely beautiful time of your life where you are um, caring for a small little life inside of you, or you are feeding a new little life that needs you so much. It is an absolutely precious time. And congratulations, if I didn't already say it, to you. And so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you have healthy pregnancy or healthy children and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help all of us to have our children be healthy and beautiful. Um, so I want you to not minimize any task that you're doing every day, whether it is breastfeeding your child and sitting down so you couldn't read Quran. That is still ibadah. You are feeding your child. That is counted for you as a good deed if you renew your intention and you do it for the sake of Allah. Allah, I'm giving up Quran right now even though I want to read because my baby's hungry and I have to feed him. Allah knows and he's counting. Just keep renewing, renewing, renewing your intention. I want you to remember that phrase, renew your intention. The other thing is you are going to be thinking about um, even just the cleaning, the cooking, um, if you can do Quran or something like that, again, be easy on yourself if you have other children. But if it's just like your first baby or something, definitely, definitely read as much Quran as you can now while the baby's inside of you. It's nice and quiet. It's nice and calm. Do your best since you're going to probably want to sit more often. Put in your spot where you sit. Put that TV remote aside and put the Quran there instead. Set up your little station right next to where you might pop yourself on the couch regularly. You all know when we're pregnant, we have that spot. We're like, this is my spot on the couch. It's comfortable for me. Nobody sitting in it, right? Instead of having it there as you're lounging, watch TV, and veg, and waste time, 
come on, sis, you have a very important baby coming. So whether it's like reading books on like, you know, um, how to raise babies by the Sunnah, um, you know, we have, if you're part of Thrive, I told you we have a membership, we have tons of resources for moms and how to raise your kids. We make and make and make resources all the time for all of the women inside of our private global community. We have an entire vault of parenting resources. If you do join with us, you can read those all the time. You can go through them. You can learn about how to deal with your in-laws, how to deal with your, your kids, how to raise a kid on the Sunnah. Like it could be your time. So I encourage you, if you can have this spot where you pop yourself down, you know, to definitely have some reading material there. So change the way that you see your experience in Ramadan. You're not, you're not, it's not, um, change your limiting belief, I guess I would say, of that I am limited in Ramadan. You're not. You just need to shift your space around and make it more productive. The other thing is um, a lot of time I feel like because we feel left out, we, we feel like there aren't opportunities for us to do good. And so what I want to say to you as number two thing to suggest is constantly keep your eyes peeled for opportunities. So my first piece of advice is change your perspective. And you say like, what are these things? I want real tips. Should I do this? These are tips, sis. Like, you don't get how much our, or we don't get how much our, our mental approach to something can change everything. All right. So this, I'm not limited. There are things I could do. Everything's ibadah. Number one, I'm going to keep renewing my intention. If I'm wiping the cabinets, I'm doing this to keep my house clean. Being clean is half the dean. If I'm feeding my baby, it's because, you know, she deserves it. This is her right upon me and I'm doing a great thing. And, you know, I'm renewing my intention a lot. I'm doing this for sake of my baby, even if I'm missing out Quran on myself or something like that. You know, but then when you do go to sit and you do go to relax, read a Quran, even if it's just like a line or two, guys, just put in your mind, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And then two, look for opportunities before you go. Um, another secret is looking for opportunities. And... It's not only about fasting. It's not only about fasting. It's about looking for ways to do things. Maybe it is to um, do something for the homeless. And you're like, well, who could do something for the homeless? I'm pregnant, guys. No offense. I did go out and I did feed the homeless all through my pregnancy. It was beautiful. But if you're not the person to go out and get out there and it's COVID and that scares you, what I'm going to say is let me tell you something easy you can do, like super easy. Go on Amazon, order like those packs of like 10 gym bags. You know, like the ones with the strings. They're probably like a dollar each in the dollar store. You know, like those really just like not cheap isn't super flimsy, but the bags where you could just stuff stuff in there. Um, or if that's like, you know, if you don't, you can't even do that, just get a regular bag. But the reason I like it is because the person who is going to take it can then use it almost like as a backpack. It serves two purposes. Anyway, I get one of those with the drawstrings. Okay. Buy a bunch of toiletries from the dollar store. You can make one trip to the dollar store for the sake of Allah. Get some toilet paper, get some toothbrush, some toothpaste some soap, these things, guys, put them all in, in, in duffel bags, even if you just make 10 of them. Keep them in the trunk of your car. Do you know what I do? When I see somebody who's begging for money, I give them a bag. Inside of the bag, they have all the things for proper hygiene. One of the biggest problems for people who are not, in, you know, who are in a really, really difficult place in their life, right? They're homeless or something like that. They tend to put their hygiene last, right? That's why everybody's like, oh, you know, don't sit next to them. This haram. Listen, when you have nothing and you get a dollar, you're using it to go buy a piece of food. You're not using it to buy a bar of soap. So it's really hard. So if you want to do something for the sake of Allah, get these little duffel bags, put them back to your car, hand them out. That is effortless. What I mean, even if you want to send your husband to the dollar store with the list of the stuff, you can't get out the house. That's fine. Amazon will deliver the bags to your door. I mean, how much easier is our life these days? Put them in bags, put them in the back of your car, 
and, and give them out. And this is a good deed that you can do, which is very, very minimal. So just look for these little opportunities, all right? If somebody, you know, it comes to your house and, you know, just telling them about us, about it, telling them the story about a prophet, tell them, like, these are the little things that we underestimate. That could put on scales on the days that we have to be on them. And so definitely, definitely that. And then um, I don't want you to think about, um, again, Ramadan is something where it's, it's, you're left out. I want you to create this aura around you that you are the storyteller maybe in your family in Ramadan. Are you the person who every night you're gonna read one story to the kids? Or if you have a husband, you're pregnant for the first time, you don't have kids, right? You can just be like, you know, every night encouraging your husband to do good deeds as he's fasting, leaving him beautiful texts or reminders, or like other people in your family. We can send beautiful posts to other people, reminders. Again, renew your intention. I'm not encouraging social media mania in Ramadan. Since you're pregnant, I guess I'm just going to sit here and forward every Quran verse I find. No, that's not what I'm saying. There's a time for everything. Just make a small amount of time. But I did want to mention that. And lastly, I want to say that if you are trying um, to do better, all right. I have, I'm going to be having tons more tips all throughout my Ramadan and stuff like that. I want you to think about Facebook groups. If you want to join our Facebook um, group and you want to be with us, I'm going to be giving out more tips for pregnancy and breastfeeding there. And I want you to overall think about how everything in your life right now can be an opportunity to do something good. When you are washing the floors in your house, sis, if you renew your intention, versus just wash the floor. Allah, I'm doing this because you gave me this beautiful space. And I know it's not the, the best apartment in the world. I'd, I'd love to have another one. Or I, it's not the house I wanted to buy yet. We're still saving up. Or, or maybe you do love your house and you're fine with it. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. You still have better than someone else, right? So in the times of pregnancy and breastfeeding, we feel like we're not getting to read Quran and things like this. Hey, you know what? I have another one that I've done before. While I am breastfeeding with my child, I pop on some earbuds and I listen to Quran and I recite with the Sheikh right there. And then your child is listening to Quran while you are breastfeeding. You see how that's beautiful? And she hears your voice. You are going to be talking to her while and you can recite her Quran while, you're, while she's breastfeeding. You know, I mean, like these are just beautiful little tweaks and twists. I want you this week to come up with some ways that you and your home can do some of these. And better yet, go on Instagram, share a tip, mention the podcast, tag us, and let us know that you are working on something beautiful to have an even closer relationship with the law, regardless of the fact that you're pregnant, regardless of the fact that you're breastfeeding, and you're encouraging other women to do the same. Take this podcast and share it with someone. Take one of your new tips that you've thought of from this podcast and share. Tag us. We want to see other women encouraging other women to good. And don't forget, if you are the good person who listened to this whole podcast and you're not even pregnant or breastfeeding, and you maybe are going to get pregnant and you're just like, oh, I just want to learn. Good for you. Good for you for thinking of, I just want to like, you know, up my skills in this area. So if, if I could help myself or when I need it, or when I could help other women who have questions about this, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for even taking time for the sake of Allah to learn things that you could do to prepare for Ramadan, to have a better Ramadan. And don't forget, join us in our month long live sessions. We have people coming on to support reverts in there. We have a sh an imam who's a revert who's going to He's going to support reverts how to have a better Ramadan. We have another sister coming on for that as well. 
We have self-improvement stuff in there. You get to check in with me weekly and I tell you, um, you know, um, I help you with your plans for and goals. Uh, we do an entire group things like this. It is absolutely lovely. And we have a woman who come on and she's going to a sister, beautiful sister. She's going to be doing Quran uh, with us. And she's going to be um, giving you a chance to recite regularly if that's something you, you struggle with alone or you just want women to do it with. It's going to be in a Ramadan recharge experience. April 4th. If you're on our, our mailing list, we'll definitely alert you then. But otherwise, if you're also looking for a long time all year, not just Ramadan, join our Thrive Muslim membership. That way you can definitely get support all year. And the big thing we want women to know is a lot of reason that people don't succeed in Ramadan is because they don't have that support. They just give up. But when you're all together with us, you're like, no, I can't. So Alhamdulillah. Thank you guys so much for joining us here I'll see you in the next one. We're going to give you more tips and preps to get ready for Ramadan, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.